Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto, featuring a very special guest, professional golfer, and San Jose, San Jose State alumni, Kevin Vello. Kevin, welcome. How's it going, Dylan? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, super glad we were able to get you on. You know, like I said, kind of followed you your way through San Jose State and your career and watching you play. And now that you're, you know, you're professional now, it's really exciting to get you on and kind of get, you know, let the people know a little bit about you. So we'll get into the first question. Where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf? So grew up in Danville, California, in the East Bay. Um, I, I was kind of a muni kid growing up. My, my parents both didn't play golf, and they didn't really know anything about the golf scene. So um, for some reason, I was on my middle school golf team, and they ended up bringing me out to this place called San Ramon Golf Club. And yeah. uh, they, had a, they had a junior program out there, and my parents found it, a, found it a good place to drop me off for a couple hours every day. And that's kind of how I got into it. It was, it was pretty, pretty random. Um, I, I played baseball and I played soccer all the way through high school. Um, mm-hmm. I played baseball until I was like 13. Um, and then once I quit baseball, I kind of needed another outlet because I wanted to play more sports. So yeah, um, golf kind of popped up and I liked the individual aspect of it. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it kind of, it just, it just got my attention weirdly. And so I'm, I've, I've been hooked ever since. Yeah. And that's crazy. So you were on a mi- middle school golf team. Is that right? Yeah. It was middle it was school. A, it was a, it was a tiny little thing. Um, it was like a girls and golf thing, girls and guys thing combined. And uh-huh. it was pretty much like a babysitting after school. They would oh, just gotcha. they would gotcha. take us to the driving range. We'd have like, I think we had like two or three matches the entire year. Um, uh, but it was mainly wow. main, like a get your kid outside kind of thing. Wow. That's really cool. I mean, I've, I've never heard somebody, you know, on a middle school golf team. That's <laughs> really cool, man. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty small, but it, I mean, that's, that's what kind of got me into it. So I was, I was pretty happy. Yeah. You know, speaking of, you know, kind of middle school, I mean, talk about your high school days, you know, what, where, where'd you play high school at kind of what scores were you shooting during your time at high school? So I kind of had a weird, my, my golf career in high school was a little bit weird. Um, I tried out for my team, my freshman year, and we have a mm-hmm. JV and a varsity tryout. Um, gotcha. And it was in the same trial combined, but you would either be placed on JV or varsity, depending on your scores. And mm-hmm. um, went to the first year tryout. I played back then really good for me. Um, I think I was like seven over through three rounds. We played uh, three, three right. rounds of nine holes and I was like, all right, I'm doing great. Yeah. And final round, we had four rounds of nine holes. I ended up shooting like 48 or 49. Oh, yeah. Um, ended up missing even JV by two. So I didn't even play high school golf my oh, no kidding. freshman year. So. Wow um that was uh it it kind of it kind of fired me up a little bit because I knew yeah. that I could compete um but luckily I had a little bit of soccer to fall on I wasn't anything good at soccer but I loved it mm-hmm. um but my my freshman year I was pretty pretty bad um <laughs> it it it, it kind of got me fired up but overall through high school I had a pretty steady progression of of scores and moving up I, I don't remember exactly the scores that I was shooting but I remember my yeah. My junior and senior year, when my junior year was when I started to get uh, recruited, mm-hmm. um, I, I started to play in a bunch of JTNC events. Um, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Tour in Northern California. And yeah. um, those were really good back in the day. I mean, they had Justin, uh, Isaiah, Salinda. I mean, the fields were stacked and yeah. um, really, really good competition. So that's where I kind of fell in love with the competition part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and my junior and senior year, I, I played decent. I didn't play anything great. I, I, I won a few of them, but not shooting anything low. I think, I think I won one in Stockton shooting 71, 71. Um, I won an FCWT. Um, I think I shot like one or two under in that one too. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't anything. I, I'd never put up anything probably sub 68 in my entire career in high school. So um, it was, it was a tough road also getting recruited, not being, not being a top player, especially Northern California when the competition was so good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you still played solid golf, but I totally understand where you're saying, you know, it, it's tough to, you know, get attention of these coaches because you're not going, you know, you're not going stupid low or anything like that, yeah. but kind of talk about the recruiting process. You know, you thought you said you kind of started in your junior years when you were getting recruited, you know, were you sending out, you know, emails to coaches? Were they sending you emails more? So, I mean, how'd that go? Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely the, the, the latter. I sent a bunch of emails out. I yeah. sent, yeah. I sent probably 25 emails out to coaches. Um, and I think I got, three responses um yeah two of them being no one being a maybe okay um and uh san jose state so i so i emailed john kennedy the the head coach of san jose state Mm -hmm. um and i emailed jk got nothing back and i was like okay my 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 mom went to san jose state she just kind of threw in okay go go and see if you can get in and i was like gotcha yeah emailed him got nothing back and so i had a a friend of mine reach out to jk and and tell him hey maybe you want to take take a look at this kid uh-huh. then jk finally sent me an email back and said hey let's let's meet up and um i ended up i ended up talking to a just email and quick little emails between a, a couple different schools um mm-hmm. Chico being one of them they they kind of gave me a quick no um and then once i went and visited san jose state and i met up with jk and i i kind of fell in love with the idea of college golf i didn't really i was yeah. super green to it i didn't really know what it was gonna take or what what yeah. it really um uh-huh. and once I met with JK and understood the plan and what he what he was all about I was super excited and I kind of kind of committed within the next I think the next week I committed yeah. um and so it was uh I, I was I was given I think I was given five percent scholarships just so I could sign an sign an NLI gotcha um, yeah and uh and yeah I mean it was a uh, it was, it was a bitch of a process. It was really hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't be. I, I really didn't think like I got so many no's that I kind of started to doubt myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was tough. Um, Cause that's once I, once I set my mind to trying to play college golf, that's all I wanted to do. So right. Yeah. Um, getting all those no's was really tough. Um, mm-hmm. But once yeah. JK opened up a little bit to me, um, that's kind of where I, I switched into being, all right, I, I, I can do this again. Um, but it was it for, for a guy like myself, and I know there's a lot of people like me out there in terms of junior golf records and not maybe playing your best or what you can do. It's, mm-hmm. it can be a really tough road. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I totally, I, I totally feel with you because, you know, coming out of high school, it kind of the same thing with my parents, you know, we didn't really know how the recruiting process really went. And I was getting recruited real late. I ended up going to, you know, junior college first because I just, I simply didn't have any schools, you know, offering me or anything. So, you know, and it it can be tough because, I mean, like you said, you know, if you're not going stupid low in tournaments, I mean, it's tough to get attention of college coaches. And then you're sending emails and, you know, they are saying no's, but at least you're putting effort in to send them emails. I mean, it's going to happen either way. But I mean, like you said, you know, 
you landed a spot at San Jose State. You know, kind of talk about what were your years like playing at San Jose? You know, talk about the guys on the team and how your experiences were playing there for uh, Coach Kennedy. Yeah, I mean, um, when I when I came into San Jose State, we were kind of a struggling program. Um, okay. I think we were ranked like 160th on golf stat. We were kind of having a, a tough, tough couple years. Um, and so I, I came in and I was pretty fresh to golf and didn't really – like I didn't really know what tournament golf and like true tournament golf was and the stuff that we were actually playing. Cause JK sets up a great schedule every year for us. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, especially if you're not a good team, you're going to get killed, but it, it teaches right. you a lot as you get and play with Cal and ASU and yep. Oregon and all this stuff. So that was, that was really cool. Um, we had a bunch of really, really good guys on the team. I had, I have a bunch of really good friends that I met. Um, but overall, my first couple of years, we really struggled. And it was, uh, it was, it was, it was tough to get motivated because I felt like I was the only one kind of wanting to push and mm -hmm. go for it. Yeah. And, um, a lot of, there were, there were some guys that were a little bit okay with maybe not being as, as good of a team as gotcha. we could. And that's, and that's a little bit tough. Um, especially in a situation where you want to push yourself to get better, mm -hmm. but you're not in the environment necessarily to do that. So, of course. um, my sophomore year, January, of my sophomore year, our facility opened up on campus. Um, yeah. We a brand new golf facility. Yeah. Um, so legit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really tough to beat. Mm -hmm. Once, once I kind of, once I was able to go out there and practice as much as I wanted to, that's when I really started to make a huge turn in my game. Uh, yeah. Because we went from hitting balls at San Jose Muni, no dig to San Jose Muni, but yeah. off, off of mats and old, range balls it was it was totally different we weren't yeah. we weren't necessarily getting all the time we needed um and then when we got our facility it like it was a quick little switch and we we're like okay we can actually do this we have now we have the facilities mm -hmm. to get better and, yeah it's um, all right in front of you guys I and mean, all you just got you know you guys can go in there and like you said you can practice and hit balls for as long as you want yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a little bit, it was a little bit ridiculous. And <laughs> there, there may have been a few classes that I, that I may have missed <laughs> due to it. Yeah. But, that's, but that stays between you and me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's all good. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean that, that opportunity through the donor network there was, I mean, insane, obviously, but, um, overall, I think, I mean, I, you, I, I think you sent me my, uh, my, my, my scoring average over the yeah. year Yeah. and, um, I know it's very small increments, but I got slightly better every single year. Yeah, you did. Um, exactly. So that was, that was my main goal getting in is I didn't know if I was going to turn professional. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know if I even had the game to. And so yeah. my main goal getting in was, okay, can I get better every single year? And kind of, we even broke it down to like every single month. How can we get slightly better every single month? And got you. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of big. And based on the, based on the scores, I, it, it got better. It never got to what I wanted to. I never won in college, unfortunately, but, mm -hmm. um, I had, had a couple really close calls and some bigger events. So I was pretty happy with that. And, um, I don't know, it's college golf is for me was a huge learning curve. I didn't, I had, I had no idea what it was going into it and leaving it like in the last couple of years has been like, wow, I, I wish I could have done so much. Cause I, I know now I could have done so much more. Mm -hmm. Um, but all of it was a learning process and I wouldn't be here without going through that. So there's, there's a little bit of a trade-off like, Oh, I wish I did something different while I was at school. But if that, I wouldn't be at the spot that I'm at right now. So right. it's, it's, 
I don't know. College golf for me was, was a very interesting four years. I, I, I loved it a lot. I struggled through a lot of it. Um, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. And I mean, kind of just to go back on what you're saying, you know, your freshman year scoring average was 73.67 sophomore year, 72.86 junior year, 72.86. And then you were senior year 72.18. I mean, like you said, in most people it, it, that don't really care for scoring average or aren't big, big golfers, they'll say, Oh, that's just kind of one stroke. But I mean, a whole stroke and a little bit of change in a scoring average is, I mean, that's, that's a huge difference. It can be, I mean, to get your average down to 72.1, I mean, that's obviously, I obviously, you know, you have your, you know, your standards are very high. I mean, such as any, you know, any golfer on a high level, but I mean, still you're playing really good, solid golf. And yet, you know, you, you had really good results. I remember, you know, watching you, you know, watching your scores and, you know, playing in those schedules with those big schools and everything, it's only going to make you a better player for your future, you know, for your future experiences. I mean, so it's, what, uh, what, what would you say was kind of something I know you just kind of, you talked about how it was a really big learning curve, you know, what, what was the biggest thing would you say from, you know, high school golf, junior golf to your first year at division one level? I mean, you have any advice for maybe some people out there? Yeah. Um, it's a good question because everybody's so different, but my, my experience. So when I, as a junior golfer, I was a little bit of a hothead. Um, okay. I would, I would get really, really wild up. I would kind of not let loose on the golf course, but I, I definitely would get pissed all the time at the golf course. And, gotcha. um, when I, when I got into school, I was, I was set straight pretty quick. JK kind of told me like, Hey, listen, if you're, if you're going to act like that, you're not going to be on my team anymore. Kind of thing. Yeah. And it, was, it was, it was, it was that direct. And that kind of was like, okay, I need to, I need to figure it out. Uh-huh. And so for me, it was not only the mental side of it was such a big switch, but understanding how to get a routine down and not only like a life routine, but golf routines. Right. Um, right. And like I had, when I came in, I had no idea what a pre-shot routine was, which is crazy to think about now. <laughs> wow. Okay. No idea what it was. And yeah, when JK kind of explained it to me, I kind of realized in junior golf, I got like, I would be able to get lucky for a couple of days here and there and maybe win a junior event. Right. Right. But you can design and plan your way around a tournament to the, to the best of your ability that week. I'm not saying you can plan to win every week, but uh-huh. if, if your routines are good, you can play to the best of your ability yeah. in that week. And that was, that was the biggest thing for me. And I think the, the biggest advice that I could give to anybody kind of making that jump, especially somebody who maybe isn't, isn't like a top 25 player in, as a junior is like, mm-hmm. be patient with yourself, but understand that there's so much mentally that goes on um, that, we like I had so much to learn in yeah. terms of in terms of mental stuff, and I I didn't realize how much I had to learn. So I was a little bit, um, I I pushed away a lot of advice early, thinking like, no, I got this, I got this. Right, right. And it was it was a very big transition of okay, open up your mind, listen to these people, and understand that there's so much more to the mental side of the game. And I didn't I didn't realize the whole mental side really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know that it plays such a huge part in the golf game. I know myself growing up, you know, my mental game wasn't the greatest either. You know, I was always focused on, it just got to hit really good shots. You got to hit really, you know, shoot really good scores when yet, you know, and then you just beat yourself over scores and it's just, it's just tough. It's exhausting. You know, it's exhausting. And it's crazy because just this last year, you know, I've, you know, started to learn that just like you're saying, you know, mental, the mental part of, you know, the game of golf is so huge and, it's just not the end of the world. You know, if you, if you make, you know, 
say you make a double or something, you know, go to the next hole. You got to forget about it. And like you said, you know, stick to your routine and just go out there and make the best one you possibly can. You know, it's such a big deal, such a huge deal. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, it's, that's, that for me is like, it's the most important part of golf now because there's so many people that are physically talented and Mm -hmm. that have no clue what they're doing. And if you're, if you're not as talented, but you're mentally better, I think you have a way bigger. I would completely agree. I I would completely agree. I think that's so key moving forward, especially now when the competition is so strong, you got to find your edge. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not always a physical edge. And I don't think people understand that. I think a lot of people, especially juniors now I've seen, a ton of juniors at the range with their parents just grinding it's like dude yeah you might you have the golf swing just figure yeah. out how to play golf yeah and in the I'll- in the course management and everything exactly yeah i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more um you know we talked a little about about your years at san jose state and you know just something that maybe just comes to mind that for you you know what was your best year performance wise would you say in your four years there um i had a half a year that was really really good i had my oh, okay. half my first half of my junior year, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I got down to eighth in the country in golf stat. My my that's pretty good there. First semester of my junior year, um, I finished second at Cal Cal's event. Um, I finished fourth at Stockton's event, um, and then I had one other good finish that semester. I forget what it was, but um, I was I had a really really good fall, and then spring hit me like a ton of bricks, and I really went through some some swing stuff that wasn't necessarily, I was putting a lot of stuff before what I was actually trying to learn. So like, for, for example, like I was, I was hitting it like shit, but mm-hmm. I was, I was blaming something else for hitting it like shit, not actually getting back to my fundamentals. And gotcha. like, yeah. And I, I tried so many different swing techniques and trying to figure out, okay, can I put the club here, here, here? It's like when most of the time my tendency is to sneak a little bit too close to the golf ball. Gotcha. And I kind of did that for a semester and didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it sounds so simple and so idiotic looking back on it, but I, I had to go through that semester to understand, okay, this is what actually is important. So I, I would say that my, my first semester of my junior year was really good. And then my senior year was also good. Um, that was when we had the best team. And that's probably the year I'm most proud of, I'll be honest is yeah is that year we had a really, really solid team. Um, and we all, if it, it felt like we were the, we were the closest team that I, that I had been on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that, that channeled into better scores and we had some really, really good opportunities, which was, which was awesome. And we had a chance to win a couple golf tournaments and that was really fun. Um, but yeah, my, my senior year overall was probably my best year of golf. Yeah. You know, and, it, and like you're saying, it, it's really nice that you guys had that, you know, that tight knit team towards, you know, towards the end of your college career, because I mean, it, it's the, it's the best way to probably go out, you know what I mean? And, you know, you, and those, I'm sure those guys on those team, you know, you're never going to forget those guys. I'm sure you still talk to some of those guys to this yep. day, even, Absolutely. and uh, they're going to be, you know, some of your, you know, some of your boys, you know, as you go down, you know, in your college career or in your uh, professional career. Um, Speaking of which, you know, as your college career was kind of coming to an end, you know, what was the plan for after college? You know, how do you, how do you, you know, thought about, you know, your senior year turning pro or, I mean, I know you kind of were, you know, possibly going to get into the coaching a little bit, you know, kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So um, my, my sophomore to junior year, um, that was kind of the, deciding year for me it was it was Mm -hmm. if if i if i was able to kind of figure out how to get better incrementally 
yeah. moving forward that I was going to turn pro. Um, and so after playing well, really well, my, my first semester of my junior year, I was like, all right, uh, that was kind of like, okay, I'm good. I'm, yep. I'm, I know I can do it. Mm -hmm. So let's just go out and do it. And then struggled, struggled a little bit. Um, and then senior year came around and it was, it was good. It wasn't great. Um, but I, I got better, which was important for me. Um, right. Right. Never won, which like I said before, and that was kind of, that's like my, it's my biggest thing is like, I wish I won in college at least once. Cause I feel like that's, that's like a milestone I wanted to hit. Um, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the decision to turn pro was kind of, it was planned, but I didn't know where it would take me. And so once I, once I signed up for McKenzie to Q school, um, that's kind of when, it, when I realized, okay, this is, this is going to, this is what I want to do. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and it's funny, you know, like you said, unfortunately, you know, you weren't able to win when you're in college, but Hey, you're saving all the wins for professional, you yeah, know, it's all exactly. good. It's all there good. Go. That's it. <laughs> but, um, you know, since, you know, since you've turned pro, you know, what's it been like playing professional golf? I've seen you on the golden state tour a little bit, kind of playing in some of those events, you know, what's the difference even from division one college golf to professional golf? I mean, what, I mean, what's that transition like for you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty crazy transition. Um, Nobody gives a shit about you, which is, which is, which is the biggest thing. Um, when you're in college golf, no matter what level division, I mean, NAIA all the way up to division one, you're traveling with your team. Everything is right. free. You get free food, yep. free entry fees. Everything is free. You, when you finally turn pro, I mean, I, I, I remember signing up. So I played in a couple of mini tour events prior to my Q school. Mm -hmm. And I remember signing up and I was like, holy shit, I got to pay a thousand dollars to play this. <laughs> and that doesn't include hotels or food or gas or rental car. And I'm like, nothing. Wow. Okay. So it was a financially, it was, a, it was a, it was, it's tough early on. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely not as glamorous as everybody makes it out to be on the PGA tour because they're flying private and yeah having sick hotels and it's, um, living the life. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, that's, that's, that helps with the drive. Cause you see all that you see like, right. yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, right. which is yeah. big. Um, but the early transition, it's, it's pretty, you're, you're down in the, you're down in the dirt a lot and you're, you're driving to so many places. I mean, last summer I went, I drove from California to North Dakota, North Dakota, down to Georgia, Georgia to South Florida, South Florida, all the way back home. Oh my gosh, did the whole drive. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I've never ever spent that much. I, 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 I've just, I just got a new car and I put 50,000 miles on it already in a year. Oh, right. It's been, uh, it's, it's been crazy, but it's a ton of driving, a ton of eating at waffle houses and trying yeah. to save, <laughs> save a couple bucks here and there. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe put a couple pounds on. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very interesting transition. You have to get over it really quick because nobody cares if yeah. you were good in college because there, there, there are guys in this field this week that had unbelievable college careers and we're all on the same mini tour event. Exactly. Like, there's like nobody, it's kind of like the transition from high school to college golf. Nobody cares about your high school accolades. You're in college. Yep. yep. College golf to professional, really nobody cares. Like exactly. nobody cares. So, yep. Yep. um, not that I needed anybody's approval, but it was a, but it was a big jump traveling by myself. Mm -hmm. And there are, I mean, flat out, it gets super lonely on the road, super lonely. I was just going to ask you, you know, whenever you were doing all that driving, I mean, were you driving with anybody, but you know, if it's, you know, it's a lot of alone time. That's what I've heard just not only from, 
guys that are playing professional, but um, you know, my assistant coach, he caddies on tour and, you know, it's, it's, it's a lonely kind of, you know, trips and everything. I mean, but it's nice that he's able to you know hang out with his, with his player a lot, but, you know, yeah. It, it, it's a just totally different feel and totally different change from what I've heard from everyone. Totally. It's, it's uh, I mean, I spent, there were multiple like 12 hour days in the car by myself. Um, mm-hmm. And like, it, it gets really, really brutal. I mean, luckily I had, I hadn't discovered part of my take yet. And I, uh, I, oh, yeah. I decided to throw those guys on for the first time. And I listened to countless hours of them. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I got turned on to podcasts, which was actually, a, a nice a nice thing because i i would always start my my drives with like 30 minutes of music and then i would listen to podcasts for the rest of the 10 hours that i was driving so there you go yeah um well hey yeah. now you now you can turn your own and you'll be able to turn your own episode on you'll be able to listen yeah to exactly <laughs> but yeah definitely you know um I, that's that's what i love too you know when anytime i have a long drive either you know a couple hours or you're going somewhere it's just great to turn on you know music for a little bit you know and throw on a podcast because it just makes it go by so much faster it's yep, exactly. so much better so exactly. much better but um so you know kind of switching back to you know what kind of tournaments are you looking to play in when you're you know whenever you're plotting your schedule i know you talked about you know um you you qualified for um you had you got some status on the canadian tour and um you know kind of how do you plot your weeks out or your months out even you know how do you go about that so um as of as of right now it's been it's been a little bit slow um mm-hmm. in terms of covid professional golf has kind of slowed down especially yeah, on the west coast of california um yeah it's been it's been a little bit tough finding the right events to play in um so like in march i planned a good month out in march i had two mini tour events and then i would i went straight to q school after that okay and i i based my prep in tournament play in line with q school and so that that helped me out at q school and like this this week um i was at pasadera for the golden state event um mm-hmm. now i'm in reno and um next in two weeks, I'm going to Georgia for some of the um, form tour Mondays. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I kind of base, I try and plan my mini tour events with the biggest purses, with the best fields that I can find mm-hmm. um, that are drivable relatively. Of course. Um, leading up to events that I want to kind of peek in. So like it's these, these big events, Pasadena and Reno are are just full on prep and like it would be great to win them it would be great to make a bunch of money on them yeah but that's not really why i'm playing in them um i'm trying to just get prepped and ready for when i can get a full schedule going we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors scrambling with donato is sponsored by our friends over at future champions golf future champions golf is a leader in junior golf player development no matter the player's skill level The amount of opportunity and competition they give junior golfers in numerous states is nothing like I've ever seen. Not only is the competition top-notch, but they always have college coaches in attendance recruiting players. If you want to sign up your junior golfer to be a part of the organization, check them out on Instagram at Future Champions Golf or go to their website at futurechampionsgolf.com. Got you, got you. Yeah, I, I totally understand. You know, that's I've had a guy, I don't know if you know Colton Lapa at all, but he's been playing on mini tours a little bit as well. And, you know, yeah. it's kind of that same, that same kind of prep that he's doing where he's trying to peak at the right times for his tournaments or, you know, or his qualifiers or something, you know, and that's kind of yeah. sounds like what you're doing as well. You know, I think that's great that you're getting your game to the best possible, you know, in the best form possible to set up, line up for those tournaments. I think that's great that you're yeah. doing that. So it's, it's, uh, 
like I said earlier, financially, it's a, it's a little bit tough and you have to plan that out, especially if you don't have early support, because if you're, if you're paying a thousand bucks for an entry fee and then you got to room yourself in a hotel and rental, just say you're flying rental car flight, the whole deal. I mean, uh, a week can cost you almost two grand out here. So, right. um, it gets, it gets really pricey really quick. And, um, so I'm, I, I plan my weeks out based on if I can afford it or not too. So <laughs> that's, um, that's very, very important. Very important. <laughs> So that's, that's, that's definitely part of my routine of figuring out how to, how to do my weeks. But I mean, I haven't played in too many mini tour events. Um, I kind of, I've, I've tried to limit those. I don't, it's, it's weird to say, I don't really want to get comfortable on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, of course. I, 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 I really want to play well in them, but I don't want to be okay with traveling all these mini tour events and then not be ready for when I need to play on the Canadian tour, corn Ferry, hopefully soon and mm-hmm. PJ tour eventually. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people who get comfortable in their situation and aren't, aren't able to transition out. Of course. Um, of course. So I'm trying not to get comfortable, but I'm trying to play in everything that I can. Yeah. And definitely, you know, and I think that's great that, you know, it, it, you definitely, you don't want to get comfortable in the majors because like you said, you know, you want to play, corn fairy you want to get to pj tour eventually i mean yeah you you the mini tours are kind of places where you're either going to be there for you know just a little time because you're going to advance on to the next tours you know that's kind of what those are really you know kind of meant for it and that's what yeah. you really want to do um you know kind of talk about what does your week look like when you have a tournament you know what is there a lot of more so range work are you playing a lot you know kind of how you like to practice and kind of prep for your events it's a good question um I, I like to play early in the week. Um, so just, just say I'm leaving Saturday for an event. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll probably play, um, kind of figure out where my, where my game's at if I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my Thursday, Friday generally consists of a lot of short game work. And then, um, if, if I'm, if I'm confused on a little bit of some yardages with my wedges then I'll figure out some wedge yardages on a track man. Um, but I personally really like to play, um, I sometimes overplay um, just because I, I, I really like to do it. Um, but I think it's important to understand where your game's at and then move forward in your practice based on how your game is feeling. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of big. I mean, this, this, this past week, cause we're up in Reno at elevation. I live down in um, Danville. Yeah. It's a little different. Since we're up at elevation, I, I spent five hours yesterday on a track man, just trying to figure out, how the altitude is going to affect my, my ball flight with all the different shots that I want to hit. And that was, that was a little bit different because I went through my entire bag, hitting a bunch of different shots, trying to get averages. Um, mm-hmm. But that, that's the kind of stuff that you have to go through week to week because conditions are going to change. You got to figure out how to, how to play week to week. So yeah, um, yeah that's, it's, it, it varies per tournament, but I, I like to play early and kind of figure it out as we go after that. Gotcha. And, you know, I think that's great that, you know, even, you know, you said that you maybe even overplay a little bit sometimes, but I think playing is the best way to get your practicing because you can go on the range, you can pound balls for hours on end, but yet you get on the golf course. It's just a totally different, it's totally different situation, you know? And like you said, conditions are always changing. You got to get familiar with your, you know, your surroundings. And like you said, you spent, you know, five hours getting your shots and numbers dialed so you can prep for, you know, this coming week. I mean, it's just a lot of work that really goes into, you know, just, yeah. just prepping for a tournament, let alone even playing in it and playing to the best of your abilities. Well, I, um, I, I think it's, I think kind of what you're hitting on there is like, 
you got to be able to go out and hit the shots. Right. And you can't hit all the shots on a flat surface on a driving range. And I don't think yeah. people understand how important, like I'm, I'm much more of an advocate. If you want to work on your swing, go out to a fairway mm-hmm. and go hit five different shots from different lies. I like that. Yeah. And figure out how, how does the above the, uh, your, your, the ball above your feet react versus how the ball below your feet reacts and mm-hmm. learn through experience, not just hitting range balls, because although there's a time and place for hitting range balls, when you understand physically what your swing is doing, I think uh-huh. it's really important to figure out how you play on the golf course, because all in all, how you play on the golf course is what's going to make you money or win you tournaments or make you play well in little. Exactly. And I mean, they're kind of, kind of on that topic. I, I don't know if this is great or not to say, but I really like to gamble. Yeah. Well, hey. When I'm when, when I'm out there playing, especially at my home club, like I want to feel pressure. I want to feel of some. Of course. So I, I, I I like to gamble a lot on the golf course, knowing that okay, this is somewhat. You can't you can't exactly get it back to what a tournament's going to feel like, but of course, this is somewhat what it's going to feel like. And gambling i think i think it's a lost art especially kids coming up i don't think kids are gambling enough right now and i know know that sounds ridiculous but like it's it's funny in my years at san jose state like when i came in we were we were decent gamblers and then as the younger kids started coming up people were kind of scared to play for five bucks and i was like Uh like that's not gonna bode well when you when you have something on the line that you really care about yeah and i I think that I, I, I think it's a huge, I think it's a huge aspect. I mean, especially if you want to turn pro, you're literally gambling for a career. I yeah. It's, it's crazy, but that's what it is. I mean, that that's honestly it, you know, I mean, and like you said, you know, just to get that feel of, you know, I mean, it's not exactly how a tournament's going to feel like we all, you know, we totally understand that, but I mean, still though, just to, you know, that to have that pressure, you know, or even if you just do a little grudge match with somebody and, you know, you throw a, a, a soda or a candy bar on the yeah, line, you exactly. know, I mean, it's, it's just something just to kind of get your, you know, your blood pumping while you're playing and, you know, sure. just to kind of get, because if you can get yourself in those experiences many times as you can, you know, whenever you get in tournament play, you'll be able to kind of understand what those feelings are like, because you, maybe you've been in them, you know, more yeah. often than not. And so I think that's, you know, that's great. I like the the comment, you know, people aren't gambling enough, you know, maybe <laughs> the college athletes, you know, they're, they're gambling for, you know, sodas and stuff, you know, right. Yeah. Can't be getting any violations about it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, Hey, it happens. But um, so, you know, what does your week look like on an off week? You know, do you have kind of outlets? Do you, are you still going to the golf course or do you just kind of like to do something else outside of, the game of golf um i i don't have as many out i don't have an outlet that i would like i don't have as many outlets as i'd like um you hitting the casinos or what do you you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm I'm staying in one this week but i don't think i'll be on the table anytime soon Um, it's uh I, i don't have too much of an outlet but the the off weeks aren't really off weeks gotcha yeah when I'm not grinding. or there's not a tournament week, I'm still grinding just like there would be one. And I like that. Yeah. Um, I've personally, I've always been a guy that like hard working hard is going to, is going to push you over the edge kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, so I've, I've always been a big advocate of just grind your ass off until it works kind of thing. And love it. Um, love it. That's, that's how I've always been. And that's how we see my off weeks is like your off weeks are weeks to get better. They're not necessarily time to take off. I think it's important to have your, your days where you maybe do a light practice and something like that to reset. Uh-huh. Um, but I really don't think there's much 
especially at the level that we're at, there's not much time for an off week. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, and like you said, like you just said, you know, the level that you're playing at, everybody's great. You know, everybody's good out there. And, you yeah. know, if you take, you know, if you take three or four days off in the game of golf, that's, that's a long time, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, you got to keep, you know, you got to stay sharp for the level that you're playing at. You know, I for think sure. that's, I, I, you know, I think that's great that, you know, and like you said, you know, you have a couple, you know, a couple light practices to reset yourself, but yet you're constantly working on your game. And I think that's going to pay off for you, you know, in the long run. Definitely. Well, I've, I've, I've never really like, I've never been one to take days off and it's just like, cause I like to do stuff. It's not cause I'm like, I need to feel like I'm practicing all the time. It's like, if my, if I have an off day, I'm going to go putt for two hours and that's going to clear my head and that's going to make me feel better. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not the one to just sit on the couch and hang out because I don't, I've never been like a sedentary guy when I need to relax. It's like, okay, just do something light. Like mm-hmm. go, go take a drive, go take my dog to the dog park kind of thing. Like yeah. just do stuff, but like lightly, I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally understand what you're saying. You know, instead of just, you know, spending a whole day just chilling, you know, you like to always be doing something, whether it, you know, golf related or not, like you said, take your dog out, go for a drive, just constantly be doing something, keep your mind, you know, going. And I like that. I like that. But, um, so, you know, kind of what does the future look like for, you know, any goals maybe for the next two to five years or so? I know we talked about, you know, corn fairy PGA tour eventually, you know, what are, you know, what are some goals that you have? Yeah. Um, short-term goals this year, I want to, uh, so, PJ tour Canada started a, a new tour in the States called the form tour. Um, yep. and that's huge for guys in the U S that aren't able to get up North. Um, mm-hmm. and so I finished eighth at Q school this year. Um, that gets me conditional status. Um, and so I'll be showing up to those Mondays. A short term goal honestly is going to be get full status on that tour. So i um, showing yeah. up to those Mondays. If I can get into an event, um, based on my ranking, if I, if I make a cut, I'll be in for the reshuffle. So that's huge. Um, but Short term, that's within the next probably five months of being mm-hmm. able to do that. And then um, long term, I, I, I would love to get slightly better every single year. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't really keep track of my scoring average, but you kind of get the feeling of how you're playing. Right, um, right, yeah. And I, I just want to get better slightly every single year. And I think that if I do that, just kind of focus on what I need to do personally, like get my wedges better, get my mm-hmm. short game dialed that will ultimately lead to the steps of getting to the corn fairy tour and right. hopefully getting on the PGA tour. I mean, I've there, there, there's a chance that I go over to Europe um, and, and, and give European yeah. a shot. Yeah. Um, and that would be an awesome experience. I'd love to play over there and travel and see what that's all about. Um, but once, once the form tour season starts, I'd love to get full status. Then um, I mean, if I play great this summer, then I'll be able to get on the money list and get onto the corn fairy tour, which would be awesome. But realistically with conditional status and having to Monday, it's not the most realistic thing to be like, yeah, I'm going to get to the corn fairy tour next year. If I get on the corn fairy tour in the next three years, Mm -hmm. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be pretty happy with myself. Um, and moving on from there, I think I would love to get a schedule, like a full, be able to play a full schedule of events because Mm -hmm. I don't know if my game necessarily suits playing in a bunch of Monday qualifiers going out and trying to shoot 63 all the time. Yeah. That's a tough grind. Oh my gosh. I I don't know if you follow the guy, the the Monday new info on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Yeah. But, but you, you see what he posts and it's like, these guys shooting eight, nine, seven every single week and you shoot five under, you play a great round of golf and you're packing your stuff and heading home. (laughs) 
and you're like you and it might have been on you no know, a super tough course like i just shot the round of my life and i'm yeah, not exactly. here like what exactly. yeah it's insane and it just and it just speaks volumes of the kind of players that are and not not even playing in the actual tournaments they got a monday into the actual tournament and they're shooting eight yeah. nine under i mean it's insane well, it, it's a huge testament to how deep golf is and that's that's thanks to guys like rory and dj and mm-hmm. I mean, we're a little bit past the tiger guys coming in but like these these guys that have come in and showed golf like golf's fucking cool like yeah it's, like, it's legit it's so much so much better than what people what i feel like the older generation of people think it is like golf's a sport a full-on mm-hmm. sport and that's what's awesome about it and we're so deep and even i mean you show up to these mini tour events and this we've got a full field and it's there's a ton of really good guys and it's like where are how are these guys you play with some guys and you're like how is this guy not on the pga tour right now right right and it's 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 a little bit of comfort it's a little bit of not having your week at the right time like there you there are some guys where you have one great week or two great weeks in a row Mm -hmm. and boom you're on tour exactly and then you're set and so you being able to time that up is rare, but that's kind of what you need. It's, yeah, the transition. And it's funny that you say that because I, I I've heard that from a couple guys. You know, if you play good in the right times, like you said, you'll be on the Corn Ferry Tour before you know it, or you'll be you know you'll be playing in some big events before you even know it. And you know, it, it can really, really be a huge factor if you play good in the right events. But like you said, you know, you know, you're playing the Reno Open this week, and they have you know the top prize, you know, the $15,000 and a, and a spot in the Barracuda championship, you know, PJ tour event. I mean that, I mean, that's any, anybody that is a professional golfer is going to want to play in that tournament because if, you know, obviously winning that tournament is going to be, you know, that's a, that's a great, great accomplishment in itself with all those players, but to get that access to being able to be a P to be in a PJ tour event, that's life-changing. That's exactly. life-changing. Exactly. And that, I mean, like, if you have a great week this week, great. And you win, you go to the Barracuda. And if you have a great week, yeah, you, you can, you can get on tour. <laughs> like yeah. it's, yep. it's, it's kind of like the, not to an extent, but like the victors, the Colin Morikawa's, the, mm-hmm. the, um, the Matt and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, the Matt Wolves. It's like the, those guys who took advantage of their starts, mm-hmm. their early starts. Now they're, I mean, Colin Morikawa's a major champion. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> and like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's not that, like, I don't think his, he's not lucky at all, but like he had his, he had his good weeks and he, he, he earned his, he earned his tour status. And now he's going to be on the PGA tour for the rest of his life. Like that's exactly that's just how it is. And it's, it, it's incredible because I think there's a lot of guys like Colin mm-hmm. uh, that haven't had their, their weeks at the right time. Right. And Colin, Colin played well at the right time. And that's why he's on the big tour. Exactly. And and now, now he's just off and running. Obviously, he's one of the best players in the world. So, mm-hmm. um, but there's there, there's there's a lot of guys out there that if they could get an opportunity to play well in the right week, they they could be out there as well. And I think that's really I think that's what's really cool about professional golf at this level is you go and you play well for two or three weeks stretch, and boom, you're 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 gonna be you're gonna be playing for five hundred thousand dollars, and it's like exactly that, that changes everything up. That's huge game change. Even even if you make the cut and you get like a decent finish, you know, like top thirty. I mean, the payout you're gonna be like, oh, dude, this is it, man. This yeah. is legit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. And I and I wish you nothing but the best. And that I know a lot of guys that are playing in that in that event. And uh, you know, I hope you come out. You know, get out there, come out on top, and we'll see you on the Barracuda. You know, that'd be Appreciate awesome, it. man. 
Yeah, definitely. But uh, hey, we're heading to the next next segment of the show. I like to call the ham and egg segment. I'm going to ask you some questions. They're just kind of for fun questions so that people get to know you a little bit different. Uh, first one is, if you could have a dream foursome, who would be in it? That's a good question. Wow. Um, Tiger. Yep. Yep. Rory. And I would probably say Brooks. Brooks, I like that. Why? Why would you pick those guys? I, I understand Tiger. Tiger's a good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Rory was the when when Rory was kind of taken off. I think that was in 2012 when he mm-hmm. kind of just took the world by storm. Yep. Yep. Um, that was kind of when I was getting really into golf. Got and you. Got I watched you. him, and I was like, this this dude is just a ball striking machine. He's so mm-hmm. fun to watch. I mean, winning the U.S. Open at Congressional, I think it was. Um, that was just ridiculous when he, when, when he won that tournament. And yeah. I don't know, like he, he, he's probably the reason why I'm so into the golf right now. I like that. Um, yeah. Because I mean, watching him made it fun for me. And I, I was kind of like a lot of people, like golf's kind of boring to watch on TV until you see a guy like Rory or JT right. or, or DJ play. And it's, mm-hmm. he, he made it really, really fun for me. And I think that's why I've latched on him and Brooks, I mean, even with the recent social media stuff, he's just, <laughs> he's just as straightforward as it gets. And I, I bet you he's a really good shit talker and probably. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure he is. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the guys that I, I would love to be. I would, I would love to have a group of guys where even if I'm not at their talent level, I could, I could shit talk and have a lot of fun with. And be I think, chirping at him the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah 100%. 100%. So uh, <laughs> I, I think Brooks would be a good guy to chirp at as well. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And like you said, his attitude in the game and I, I'm a huge fan, huge Brooks Kepka fan. And, you know, it's, it's really cool to kind of see where he's been and, you know, how he's been going in the majors. I mean, it seems like, you know, everybody says, you know, whenever majors come around, that's, you know, Brooks Kepka comes out and plays. He hasn't played yeah. games. So um, it's super, I would, I'd probably have Brooks Kepka in my foursome as well. So. What about um, yours? What about yours? What's your, what's your dream for? In, you're the first person to probably ever ask me, you know, if I had to go dream for some, like I said, I'd go Brooks Kepka. Okay. I'd have to have my dad in there as well. Okay. You know, got to always have my dad in there. And I would probably go like, you know, growing up, I was a big Ricky Fowler fan. Yeah, of course. But I'm a big, like Arnold Palmer, such a sweet guy too. back, you know, and unfortunately he's not, you know, not with us anymore, but it'd be a toss up because, Kind of like what you're saying, you know, back when Ricky Fowler first got on tour, I was like, I want to be that guy, you know, I want to be Ricky Fowler, you know, so, um, yeah, I completely, I completely understand where you're coming from with the Rory, so I'd probably have to go, um, yeah, I'd probably go Brooks, my dad, and then Ricky and myself, that'd nice. be, that'd be pretty great, but uh, thanks for asking, hey, you're the first one to ever ask me, I like that, <laughs> um, so next one is kind of a fun, you know, I, I love hearing this question, I love hearing people's responses, you know, so if you're, Let's say you hit a shot in the pond. There's water in the pond. It's muddy. You know, it's sitting in the mud. You know, are you going to go down in there, strip down to your underwear and hit that shot to save your round, whether you're in contention or not? 100%. 100%. I haven't had anybody say, no, they wouldn't go in there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, <laughs> it would, it would, if I was, if I was borderline making the cut, like if, if, if it was a Friday afternoon and I needed to make the cut, absolutely. But if it's, if it's Sunday and I'm 10 back of the lead, mm-hmm. there, there's a chance I would take that drop. Yeah. But, but if, if, if there's any sort of on the line, if, I mean, 
what's what's crazy is if, if you're out on tour and like one shot could be the difference between oh, I mean, yeah. it like a hundred thousand dollars two hundred thousand yep. dollars and mm-hmm. it's 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 worth getting a little money for 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 a couple hundred thousand definitely would, would, would you go out there and say you're you know you're playing with some some of your boys and stuff and there's you know there's you know there's some pride and money on the line are you going in there you think depends on how many presses are open and how <laughs> many <I'm down. laughs> but probably, a, love that love that man that's funny yeah um you know what's some what's some advice you have for people who are looking to play professional golf i know you talked a little bit about you know nobody really cares about who you are and you know it's kind of all on your own you know is there maybe something while you're in competition you know that you're playing maybe there's kind of some advice you have for people out there yeah i mean i think understanding your game is the most important so you got to understand your game before you get into an event and mm-hmm. i would highly recommend not only understanding your yard your yardages but understanding what shots you can hit and having a stock shot is the most underrated thing ever i think um if you can Definitely. have a shot that you, can, you can consistently hit that already you're a step above a lot of guys because there's a lot of guys even in this event that might not have their exact stock shot that they want right and having a stock shot and knowing your yardage for each club hitting that stock shot there's nothing more valuable i think than that mm-hmm. and i love that you say that because um like i touched a little bit my assistant coach uh, um the college i played for he caddies for michael kim and and he sees all these guys on tour and it doesn't matter if the holes dog leg left dog leg right they're sticking to what they know and like you said they're stock shot if it's going dog leg right you know guys are going to still hit their draws i mean you know it's just the way it is and i love that you said that i'm so glad you said that for the listeners out there you know just if if you consistently hit a draw or you consistently hit a cut stick to your strengths know your strengths i love that you said that so let's say you're standing on the tee and you look down the fairway and there's about, and there's an out of bounds left water hazard, right? So, you know, you're pretty tight fairway, you know, there's some penalty area, you know, you got to really avoid, you know, what, what club are you grabbing to make sure you find the fairway when you're on the tee? Driver. Driver, full send in the driver. That's going for it. Full send. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know, like you, especially at this level, I feel like I've, I've learned to hit the driver a a lot better as well. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's such a weapon. If you don't hit your driver good, you're kind of screwed. So, right, right. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've gotten a lot better with the driver. And um, I think that's such a big tool to have. And if, 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 if I were to step up to a par four and not feel confident with the driver, I think there's other issues than just the holes too narrow. I like that. I love so, that. Yeah. I think I driver every day of the week. And one, like you said, I mean, the level that you're playing at, if you can't, if you can't find a tight fairway with your driver, then that's kind of, you're at a disadvantage already because I mean, you gotta, with all the work that you're putting into playing at that level, you gotta be able to pull those shots off and have confidence and trust in your game to be able to pull that off. Exactly. So what's the most memorable moment you've had while being on the golf course? You know, you've played a lot of golf in your life. I understand you know, through middle school golf, even, you know, a little bit <laughs> high school golf, college golf, and now professional golf, you know, what's something that you'll never forget that, uh, that you've experienced. Um, it can be either in competition or not. Yeah. I got, I probably have two, I have two things. I do two. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's hear them. My, the most recent one was the day that Tiger Woods won the masters. Oh uh, yeah. I made a hole in one about 30 minutes before he tapped in his oh, final putt. Let's go. It was a, it was, it was in a practice round for the, for, for the Western intercollegiate at Posse. Okay. And, um, made a hole in one, had like 20 people on the tee. It was sick. Everybody went crazy. 
and then it was on number eight and then we played number nine walked in the clubhouse watched tiger woods win the masters and it was like the greatest 40 minutes of my life <laughs> it's so cool that's such a high man that's awesome yeah it was it was pretty pretty ridiculous and i had and i, I played in just a practice run with my boys but um I have the course record out at Almond and Country Club. I shot 58 out there. 58. Man, that's <laughs> low. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, when when people say unconscious, I, I had no idea where I was. <laughs> they were I, the putts were just going in. They were the just going were, in. I mean, I I I I went 29-29, birdied my last five holes to get it. And it was just I like I literally Jeez. it was just blackout. Like I there's there's no way to explain that. I can barely even remember the round. Like it uh-huh. was cool full blackout well i'm sure you i'm sure you came home with some you know a lot of money after that round no no <laughs> doubt i don't think anybody's gonna top that <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome man 58 that's insane yeah it was, it was that was a fun one for sure good on you man so heading to the last question here this is kind of a little bit more serious i kind of like to always ask this one you know who's inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today um i know we talked a little bit about rory yeah but I mean, is there kind of, is there more people that, that kind of come to mind? Yeah. I mean, a, a little, a little closer to home. I mean, my, 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 my dad is an immigrant from Spain. Um, okay. Yeah. He worked his way all the way up in the San Francisco fire department and watching him kind of grind through starting as a firefighter and working his way all the way up. That's mm-hmm. super inspiring, obviously. Um, yeah, definitely. And that's, that's really cool. So that's kind of more on the person side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the golf side, I would say um, JK from San Jose State. He, uh, I mean, not only did he push me to be like, yeah, you can do this, but he supported me through the entire thing. And definitely, um, he's, he's still the guy that if I'm struggling or even if I need to tell him, yeah, I did this, he's the guy that I call. And it's having, having him around for the last, I mean, I've known him for the last seven years now um it's been the biggest the biggest part of my golf career for sure and that's great that you know like you said you're able to just you know you you send him a call or you send him a text give him a call and just you know just to if you're going through a tough time or even like you said you know the good moments are happening just to kind of let him know and having that support with him not only with your coach but with your family as well i think having a support system is something a lot of people, you know, really, really need if you're going to play golf, surrounding yourself with really good people. I think you've done a great job of that. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a very, very lonely road. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even in college golf. I mean, you have your buddies and your teammates, but if you want to get good, you know, you have you know, you have to spend so many hours by yourself and right. to have the right people around you is so important. And like, luckily, I was able to get that with with, with JK. So that was that's huge. Good, man. I'm glad that I'm glad that, you know, that it's all worked out for you. And, you know, like I said, I wish you nothing but the best and not only this week, but future weeks, I'll be on the lookout watching your results, man, as always. And, uh, you know, that'll kind of wrap up this week's episode of uh, Scrambling with Delonato featuring Kevin Velo. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, Dylan. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, like I said, we'll stay in contact. Wish you nothing but the best and uh, play well this week and uh, have a good one, man. Thank you so much. Good to see you. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. 
You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes, like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.